Hey everyone, welcome back to another season of Data Driven Health Radio. I'm your host, Dave Korsunsky. On this show, we dive deep into how you can use data to measure, manage, and optimize your health with the latest science and technology. This show is brought to you by Heads Up, which is our web and mobile app designed for individuals and healthcare professionals who need a precise way to measure and manage health data. Check us out at headsuphealth.com. If you've got comments, questions, or feedback on this show, shoot us an email, support at headsuphealth.com. We'd love to hear from you. And with that said, let's get into our next exciting episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Data Driven Health Radio. I'm your host, Dave Korsunsky. I've got a big stud on the show today. He's a personal friend and also a CEO of a really, really cool device company that we've just integrated into the Heads Up platform. And we're going to dive into their product, its benefits, its use cases. And I would like to welcome Mr. Mark Young to the show. Mark, thanks for making time for us here on a Friday afternoon. And uh, we're grateful to dig in. I look forward to it, Dave. Thanks so much for the invite. Now, we've been super jacked about getting this Heads Up integration going for a long time. So I'm excited to see it happening here. You know, Mark, before we get into all of the product stuff and this and that, you're one of the few guys in the game who's fitter than me. So that kind of pisses me off, just the competitive side of me. So um, <laughs> kudos to you on that one. You know, I, I keep, I keep the bar pretty high. You know what I mean? Not I, always I, okay, I think Mark is actually more ripped than I am. So, you know, that's good because it gives me a target, you know, because uh, we're CEOs, we're entrepreneurs, you know, we like to push ourselves to the limit. So um, hat tip to you, man, for not only like, being a, a CEO in health tech, but also being super fit. Because for me, those go hand in hand. You got to walk the walk. And if I see someone in the game, sure, they're t- they're brilliant. But like, hey, you know, something missing there. So like, I just love the way you manage your mind, your body, your health, and your fitness, and also your, your business game. Well, I appreciate that, Dave. But I, I'm going to give some context in there because Again, listeners, listeners want to know people more than they want to know tech, right? They want to know stories behind things. Yeah, so tell us. With humans, right? Um, and I'll tell you, you mentioned working in tech, but then your own fitness journey, and you got to walk the walk, right? And I'll say that I think it's funny to hear you say that because the fat kid in me doesn't hear it. And I think that's the case for a lot of people. I say that, you know, my primary background is in marketing and education, and Anytime I talk to somebody in this world, especially I'll use the word biohacking, although I think it's overused now, but I'll say anybody in this natural health, integrative health space, every story I hear starts with, I had this problem and no one could solve it. So I took to action myself and this is how I developed X, right? Yep. And I think just about every darn story in our entire space starts with that introduction. I say it's kind of like a once upon a time in the functional medicine space. Yeah, uh, you know, I had high blood pressure. No one could solve it, and thus, and fill in the blank, right? And I'll say for me, I mean, you, it's funny to hear you say, you know, you're fit, you you stay on top of your health, you know, blah blah blah. And I laugh about it because, like, I was not that way. Like, I used to be, and I'll say to me, I felt obese. People mm-hmm. who didn't know me back then, you know, were like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, no, there's no way. And people who knew me back then were like, "You weren't fat," but like, dude, like, I was in horrible health, horrible health. And it, I mean, I spent my 20s probably closer to 250 at one point going to 265. Now, granted, I'm six foot four, 
So I can accommodate a little bit extra pounds than most people. But yeah, but what are you at now? You're not you're lean. You can't be like 95. Yeah. Wow. So, so that's 70 think, pounds difference. I think a 70 pound difference. And so when you say things like, wow, you're fit, like you're lean, and I'm like, that's funny for me to hear. But my journey into natural health, into this world of biohacking, into this world of measuring data related to my health actually came out of ignorance. And it came, I think, like most people's in some respect, is that one thing triggers and then the next thing triggers. And then, you know, the sum of two is three and, you know, one plus one is three and then three plus one is six. And you start adding these things together and you start getting these combination of benefits. And I say that the whole is often greater than the sum of the parts. So yeah, you're right. I pay a lot of attention to my health and my mission at this point in my life and my career is I can't have a conversation with somebody where it doesn't turn into their health, when it doesn't Mm -hmm. turn into what could they be doing to improve what they're doing for their health. And it's not just about go to the gym. It's not just about, you know, eat better and these, I was having this conversation with a natural health doctor yesterday, in fact, and she was like, keto is not good for you. I'm like, keto is fine for you as long as you're doing it right and you're cycling. And she's like, nope, keto is bad. I'm like, well, keto is bad when people think they can just put mayonnaise on bacon and call it protein. Like, Sounds pretty good. I, I wouldn't probably turn it down, but I wouldn't live on it. <laughs> and, I'm, you know, and I'm laughing because I'm like, it just depends on what you're doing, but you're right. What gets measured gets accomplished. And that's why I love the tool that you guys have put together because it's what gets measured gets accomplished. And I love that you're measuring it for people. Yeah. There's something about just the psychology of paying attention to the numbers that inherently drives behavior change, even if you're not intending for that to happen. And that was the genesis behind Heads Up. You know, just to share some of my own story, Mark, and then I want to talk about zones. <laughs> But I grew up in a um, small town, rural Canada, and grew up on whatever standard American diet, I guess standard Canadian diet, canola oil capital of the world in yeah. Manitoba. And I think I struggled as well to like reverse engineer the whole weight loss thing. And I always found that I couldn't reconcile the fact that I was working out harder than all my friends and I wasn't getting the same results. And that kind of became something that ultimately became a very motivating challenge for me. But I've had to work really hard on that as well. I haven't had as much of a difference. I'd actually say I probably weigh more now than I have at any point in my life. But the body composition I have now at 46 years old is the best I've ever had in my entire life. So, and going back to your comment about like these little edges that we find in health optimization and you keep stacking those edges and you start to improve as a whole. I honestly believe that with all the information and all the tools and all the products we have access to today, I believe that you should be aging in reverse. And I believe that for every year you become older, you should be acquiring a year's more's worth of knowledge about how to optimize your health. And you should be moving in the opposite direction. Now, You don't just wake up one day and decide you want to do that. It takes a lot of research. You need to get the diet figured out. You need to get the sleep, the nutrition. And then you start getting into the more advanced biohacks like um, peptides and uh, infrared sauna and cold plunge and all of these kinds of things that can really improve longevity and health. So I'm one of these Benjamin Button kind of like people where I think you can actually 
see your health increase every single year you age. So anyhow, uh, just a, my own way of saying that I have a similar journey into the game. And I prioritize my health, even as a busy entrepreneur with like a fast growing company. And I could be working all day if I wanted to. Actually, when I go to the gym, that's my time and it's my outlet. It's my stress relief. That's Same. absolutely the, the number one priority for me. So we're like-minded in that regard. Anyhow, it's just nice to see a guy who keeps uh, super fit, works out hard, has big, strong muscles, like knows how to lift heavy. That's all the stuff that I love to do as well. And I to say another, one thing that makes me happy about this conversation so far is that you're 46 and I'm 47. Yeah. So I'm a year fitter than you, a year wiser. <laughs> uh, I'm learning from you every day, Mark. Okay. My guru, Mark Young is my guru. Okay. It's not, it's not true. It just means that you said we're aging backwards. So if I'm 47, that means I'm actually a year younger than you. I see where you're going with it. Well, anyhow, man, we both look great. We're both running companies here. We're both running in a lot of the same circles and we've just connected Zona to heads up. So our listeners are obviously very familiar with Heads Up. Our listeners are individuals who are actively managing their health very carefully. And our users are healthcare professionals who are using our dashboard technology to help remotely optimize the health of their clients and patients. So for those who are listening, we now have the Zona device integrated into Heads Up. When you log in, you can connect Zona to your dashboard, just like you would connect your Aura Ring or your continuous glucose monitor or your blood test results from Quest. So it's our, our most recently added source to the platform. And Mark is here to tell us about Zona, how it works, its application in the real world. And then we can talk a little bit about how they work together, heads up in Zona. But Mark, the floor is yours. So please educate us on the Zona device. I appreciate it, Dave, because we've been going back and forth and we keep saying Zona, but we haven't told anybody what Zona is yet. Well, yeah, like, we had to get the, you know, the small talk, the banter going, you know, get, good, get some good, good camaraderie going, and then we can talk business. It's all good. It's all good. I, I love this. And to your listeners, if you've not heard of what Zona is, I'm not going to try to sell you, but it's an exciting topic for me. So if I sound too enthusiastic, it's actually organic. It's not in any way uh, created for the sake of a podcast. But the Zona Plus, I've got one in my hand if you're watching my video as opposed to audio. The Zona Plus is actually a handheld isometric device that uses hand grip strength to give full body systemic cardiovascular workouts. Uh, it is a science that has been tested for literally decades. So this is not revolutionary. And that's the funny thing to me about Zona in the healthcare space and that is so many new things are coming out on a regular basis. And you mentioned things like, you know, like red light therapy and peptides. And these are all, you know, the, the, the applications of these things and the, the longevity of these things is in some ways yet to be determined, right? We're just introducing them into the world of healthcare and we're still studying them. Isometrics is something that's been around for ages. So I will say that while I believe we've got a revolutionary device, the reality is, is it's, it's a device that's been around for a couple of decades and science that goes back, you know, literally dozens of years. So I'm excited. But at the same time, like we've got clinical studies by Mayo Clinic, by Harvard Health Review, by Johns Hopkins University, by literally universities and healthcare systems worldwide. So I'm in no way here talking about something that is, I will say, new or cutting edge. <laughs> this is almost common knowledge at this point. I just love the way that we're able to implement it. 
So Zona is actually, as I mentioned, a isometric hand grip therapy device. And literally, people compare the, the aesthetic of it to a phaser from Star Trek or even a grocery store checkout gun, like a, a barcode scanner, because it just fits in the palm of your hand, right? It, it's a hand grip. It's actually designed after the joystick that's used to propel fighter pilots. So a nice hand grip fits right in the palm of your hand, much like a joystick needs to. And, and the truth of the matter is, is, I mean, if you've seen Top Gun, you see what happens when they're holding that, right? It, it's important that they are. And Zona was the history. I'll give you a quick history because I find it fascinating. The science of it was actually developed by research at the U.S. Air Force. And it actually started because they were trying to figure out how they could minimize G-force blackout. And if again, if you've seen Top Gun, you remember when they went into that high slant, they were practically vertical in the way that they were having to fly that plane. The faster they went up, so the faster they moved and at the higher altitudes, they started to black out. And they were trying to find ways to get them to come back to consciousness fast enough. And this was developed because while they were doing research on that, a researcher by the name of Dr. Wiley was noticing that everybody who was in this study, their blood pressure kept going down. So he was like, hmm, that's really interesting secondary data, made a footnote of it. And after the research was done for the Air Force on G-Force blackout, he went back and spent his entire career studying hand grip therapy and blood pressure reduction. And in so doing, came up with an algorithm that we still use, actually, that optimizes blood pressure reduction with isometric hand grip therapy. Now, I'll get into some science of it, especially if you've got practitioners and people who are medical professionals on the Zoom here. What I'll do is I'll actually explain that in a little more science. But to the average person, we don't typically tell people blood pressure reduction because we all know what claims look like, the FDA, and so on and so forth. But the reality is, is isometric therapy provides a systemic cardiovascular workout, which ultimately leads to better cardiovascular health, you know, albeit all those other things as well. Now, scientifically, what's happening when you're doing this? You're holding the device. The device has you hold it in a static grip. And most people are like, yeah, okay, whatever, I'll hold it in a static grip. Well, you have to do that for two minutes straight. So you're holding it in your right hand and it tells you how much to hold it because it measures your strength. So it's unique to every user. And as you're holding the device, it as you hold it there for two minutes, and again, it's kind of like doing a plank, right? Everybody can do a plank for the first 45 seconds, like whatever, no big deal. But in about a minute, you're like, oh, this sucks. And, and in about a minute 30, you're like, yeah, you start oh. to feel the shake, you know, at a Absolutely. minute 15, and then you're like, oh, okay, these muscles have never fired together before. And even if they have, you still feel it. I mean, to this day, I'll do planks on a regular basis, and a two minute plank. Sure, I, I can do a two-minute plank, but a two-minute plank's a long time. Like you feel it. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is what's happening with isometrics is different from what most people think. They're like, oh, it's just like an aerobic workout. We're like, no, it's actually an anaerobic workout. And they say, oh, so it's kind of like if I'm doing, you know, a workout at the gym. And I'm like, well, no, because there's three different types of movements of the muscle. The first is a concentric, which is the contraction of a muscle. So that's the up of a sit-up. And then there's an eccentric, which is the extension of a muscle, which is the down of a sit-up. But then there's isometric, which literally means the static hold. It is the equal measurement of a muscle, meaning that the muscle never moves throughout the contraction. And that is so hard to do because if you've ever done a plank, you fidget, right? You start to shake, you move side to side, your back arches, your back goes up, your back goes down, you know trainer goes by and says, get your butt down, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Because 
a good plank is very hard to actually master because you can't move at all. And that's what Zona does. It actually lets you do a static contraction. It gives you biofeedback and says, you're squeezing it too hard. You're not squeezing it enough. It gives you visual alerts. It gives you audio alerts and really holds you in that exact position for two minutes. Now, by doing that, we get the question all the time, like what physiologically is happening? How does that do anything? And I say, well, that's actually a two-pronged approach to the science. And I'll give you the first one, which is kind of easy. And that is people are, you know, practitioners on here or people that are into their own health and measuring their health, obviously, because they're dealing with heads up here. And I'll say, first is it's triggering a vagal response. And that is you're actually triggering that vagal nerve response and you are putting your body into a parasympathetic state. So, Hey, Mark, can I ask a question there? Pardon the interruption. But um, have you done any data capture analysis, obviously with blood pressure, but with, for instance, heart rate variability? So HRV is a different measurement, as you know. Zona would have an ultimate effect on HRV, yes, and I'll get there. Okay, let's let's just table that one until you get to the end of this part, because we got a lot of people tracking that. When you said improving vagal tone and parasympathetic, I just wanted to make a note to come back to like HRV and what we might expect to see there. Fair enough. And interestingly enough, HRV is probably one of the metrics I track most about my own health. Me too. And because my HRV is actually very low. Me too. Very frustrating for me. So back to what I'm saying. So the first response is that parasympathetic response, because what you're doing is your body's in a relaxed state by and large, right? There's no stimulus. Yeah, you're sitting there. You're in your sympathetic state. You're relaxed. You take the device. You hold it for two minutes. Well, the brain is getting this sensation like, why is my arm hurting? All of a sudden, you're doing this two-minute hold, and about 60 seconds in, everybody starts to feel it. Why? Well, because I'm contracting a muscle, which means I'm restricting blood flow. I'm restricting blood flow to that area, and it starts to get impacted. And the brain is trying to process, why would my body deliberately do this? Okay, it must be in danger. And you trigger that parasympathetic response. Well, where there's blood flow constriction, the body's parasympathetic response is nitric oxide production. Mm-hmm. So the body triggers a nitric oxide production, which flushes systemically. And anybody who's familiar with nitric oxide actually understands that nitric oxide is probably the body's most powerful vasodilator. So the brain says, wow, there's blood flow constriction going on in the arm. Release the nitric oxide. Nitric oxide starts, all the veins in the body start to expand to be in response to that vasodilator. By the time all of this is happening, your two minutes are up, you let go of the device. Funny enough, everybody who lets go of the device after two minutes immediately does, you know, this weird kind of fingering, shaking out the feeling kind of thing, because it's almost like you crossed your legs and your leg went to sleep. That's almost the Mm -hmm. feeling you start to get in that arm. It's just blood flow constriction. That's all the same thing. So you do that two minutes, four times each session you use Zona. So you're triggering that sympathetic, parasympathetic response four times in a row with one minute breaks. And because of that, your body's going back to its sympathetic. Then you're triggering parasympathetic. Then you're going back there, which again gets back to that vagal tone, right? So that ability to move back and forth voluntarily is a big deal for the brain to be able to trigger that. So we love that conversation because nitric oxide is an amazing everything. And I will say nitric oxide is not just the vasodilation because that increases muscle fatigue, not increases fatigue, but reverses muscle fatigue. 
because it actually helps repair muscle anywhere that you actually are getting additional blood flow. So you'll notice people will end up with increased performance athletically. You will end up with people who use this. And again, I'll say these things anecdotally because I don't have the studies to back these things up, but a lot of anecdotal and almost common sense support for it. We have people who use it to reverse ED mm-hmm. because ED itself is a blood flow problem. Mm-hmm. So Makes sense. Dealing with erectile dysfunction, increased nitric oxide production. And nitric oxide is a great resolution for, and I wish more people knew about it. Viagra, Cialis, all these things. You can take nitric oxide and get very similar, if not the exact same response and do it naturally without pharmaceuticals, right? Mm-hmm. And I would say most people on this call are kind of trying to get away from pharmaceuticals or never beyond them. Yep. So that's the basics. That's the easy thing. But I want to go into the more complicated science because your audience is a more complicated group of people. They get the deeper side of this. So what's really happening? Because that nitric oxide production is only, it's a short-term result, right? You're getting that parasympathetic response. You get that burst of nitric oxide. But why would we say that blood pressure could be lowered in a long-term state if we're just talking bursts of nitric oxide? Because that would be more of a short-term solution. Long-term, there's something else happening here. And what's happening is every single time that your muscles contract, whether it's that plank, whether it's a squat hold, whether it's a wall sit, and any of those types of gym terms, like, you know, put the fear of God in people, because we all know that an isometric hold sucks. Anytime you're doing those things, what you're doing is you're actually restricting that muscle and contracting a muscle for a period of time. The problem is the muscle can't hold that way. The muscle needs to be fed during that hold or else it, yep. it gets up. Mm-hmm. Well, what does the body need in order to continue that hold? Sodium. Mm-hmm. Right? Sodium feeds the muscle and continues the muscle's ability to contract. Well, if sodium does that, which is part of the reason why we dehydrate when we work out, right? That's happening. Mm-hmm. That's pushing sodium, sweat, electrolytes, the whole story. We get it. When sodium is released from a cell, there's something to be recognized that is every cell in the body maintains a sodium-potassium balance. As we involuntarily push sodium out of a cell and that sodium is pushed into the endothelium and what's happening is that muscle is then able to constrict for that period of time, that isometric hold, what's happening there is you're forcing the balance. And if sodium leaves, what also needs to leave? Potassium needs to leave also. Otherwise, you're going to have an imbalance of potassium in a cell. As potassium leaves, potassium moves through the endothelial lining of the blood vessels. Well, what most people don't realize is the endothelium, which is actually the casing that goes around Mm -hmm. a blood vessel, is the body's regulator of blood pressure. The endothelium literally is what tells the body, you have high blood pressure, we need to deal with this. So as blood pressure rises as we get older, happens to most people naturally, When blood pressure rises, it's usually because your body just lost its ability to realize the blood pressure was high. The body just stopped noticing, if I can say that. You've pretty much, the thermostat aged, and all of a sudden the body just doesn't know that it's high. Kind of like, you know, it didn't know to kick the air conditioning on because it lost control that the temperature went too high. Same type thing. So a normal process of aging, then, is what you're saying, is that this tends to just lose the, we lose the ability to detect Correct. Elevated blood pressure, and then therefore the corrective action is not taken, and, and it's just something that as the machinery, the cellular machinery ages, so to speak, it's a natural consequence of that aging process. Absolutely. And we refer, we hear that referred to in the medical world as arteriosclerosis, right? That hardening mm-hmm. of the arteries. And usually gotcha. they're referring 
to, you know, plaque buildup and those types of things that are happening, particularly around the heart. But the reality is, is everybody's blood vessels begin to harden over time. They, they age. And the, the way to do that, the best way to counteract that type of aging is that type of isometric exercise, which is a lot of times why you find that people who are more physically fit don't have blood pressure problems. Now, there are certainly reasons why they would, but for age-related hypertension specifically, it doesn't typically happen. And the reason is, is because their cardiovascular system is actually kept, as you mentioned earlier, they're reverse aging in that aspect. Every yep. time they're doing these things, they're reversing the age of their cardiovascular system because I get a day older, but I take two days off. And in that respect, blood pressure is not typically a problem for athletes. It's not normally a problem for avid gym goers, CrossFitters, and so on, because they're doing the things unintentionally that resolve it. But for those that are more sedentary, particularly an older crowd, we find that a lot of senior citizens enjoy using a device like this because they get that cardiovascular workout from the couch. No, it well, then there's a lot of people that even though they uh, are sedentary, they don't want to be. Like, I remember when I was living in the Bay Area, it was like a 60 to 75 minute commute each way. And then you're at the office all day and there's just not a lot of time to get the workouts in anyhow. And the beautiful thing about this is it's like it's right there at your desk, right? You could be on a conference call doing it's the, doing the uh, isometric holds in your hand. I'm always interested in ways we can multitask and like we're all sitting there on zoom calls all day and like if this is something that can be done right there while you're sitting i mean you're on a one hour conference call you can do your four sessions per hand and knock that out and and you're having a really powerful health benefit just while you're you're going about your day-to-day -day work is that accurate it absolutely is i keep mine right here in my office and i do it while i'm at work and if I travel for a week and I'm not here, it's no big deal because I don't lose the impact of it in a week. Yep. But let me go back and finish that other story, though. As I'm seeing that potassium release from the cell back there, so my blood vessels have you know, started to hurry, that endothelial hardening takes place over time. As potassium starts to move out of those cells, it flows through the endothelium. But imagine the endothelium like a sponge right? Sponge is soft, it's, it's flexible, it's malleable, we can do what else. But imagine when that sponge gets dehydrated. As soon as all the hydration leaves that sponge, it becomes hardened. And you can't get anything to pass through it because it begins to absorb whatever passes through it. But as it absorbs what's passing through it, what happens? It becomes flexible again. And that's how potassium functions with the endothelium. As potassium moves through there, the endothelium begins to soften. And as the endothelium begins to soften, what happens? That thermostat kicks back on. The body's like, oh, darn it, our, our blood pressure is high. I didn't even realize that. So it becomes a, a cycle, right? So what happens in the short term is that nitric oxide release. In the long, long term, term, you're reactivating the cellular sensitivity. That's exactly it. You're reactivating that homeostatic system that is there. I mean, we're programmed that way. The human body is fascinating because above all things, it is created to survive. I mean, the body heals itself like nothing else on earth. Well, it's like when you are dealing with a metabolic disorder, like insulin resistance, for example. Before you and I jumped on, we were talking about uh, the ketogenic, the low-carb diet, fasting, right? When you remove that stimulus of excess, that insulin receptor sensitivity can be restored in many cases. And, and it's similar here. The sensitivity of the cell can be restored. And it goes back to what you and I talked about. It's like 
can we even reverse that process of aging? And the tools are out there. In a bigger sense, Dave, and I mean, probably more existentially than anything, I, I'll comment and say, I'm not a huge fan of a design of our current healthcare system. Um, and I, I think a lot of people would agree with that. I don't mean that as an insult to practitioners whatsoever, but in the way that our healthcare system is designed, we tend to treat symptoms more than root out problems. And when we treat symptoms, what do we do? Well, if my blood pressure is high, well, if your blood pressure is high, that's a symptom. What's causing that? And we need to get to the root of it. It's, it's the pain medication that just makes the pain stop, but no one ever figures out why there's pain. It's the diabetes meds that are certainly regulating your sugar, but they're not fixing the underlying cause of why are you have why do you have diabetes? I mean, type two diabetes, I will go on record saying this, for the most part, is a behavioral disease. Mm-hmm. There are ways to control type two diabetes or to avoid it. And if people are really paying enough attention to the types of things that they can, and I know there's some people that are like, that's not true. I know someone who, yes, I realize that there are exceptions to anything, but at the same time, so many people that struggle in those types of ways just don't know, or they, they don't yeah. have access to the information to know that there can be a change that can control things. As you're saying, insulin resistance and things with metabolic dysfunction, that's very much related to diabetes. You know people who are just so responsive to that. And part of it is they don't know. And we are unfortunately a society, particularly Americans, and I'm American, born in blue, love my country, but my gosh, we've got it easy. And we don't do a lot of research by and large. And I really, really hope, and I won't go COVID crazy here, but I'll say if the silver lining of the entire COVID crisis over the last few years is that everybody has stopped to go, okay, I need to pay more attention to my health, so be it. Like, yeah. We can well, I that. think that was a byproduct of it because uh, obesity and metabolic health and cardiovascular disorders were in the highest risk bucket for adverse serious, serious consequences. You know, and there's other people as well, some genetic stuff like that. But I do believe that that was a really, really strong wake up call. I think that's why the digital health sector as a whole has been extremely robust through the pandemic, after the pandemic. We started as Heads Up back in 2015 when none of this stuff was on the radar screen. I don't think that same mindset was present in the broader context of society. But I think we're increasingly moving towards a state where people are very comfortable, increasingly comfortable with the idea of having some agency and ownership and empowerment of taking more day-to-day responsibility for health. That's why so many companies in the space are seeing such incredible success you know all the cgm sensors the aura rings the watches the scales heads ups on like even being able to order your own blood work online so i think we're moving in the right direction there i think we still have a lot of work to do but agreeing with your point that once one positive side benefit was hopefully people are, are more aware of of how much control they have over these types of things where you would otherwise normally been given a prescription. This is going to treat your condition. You're good. Take these for the rest of your life and it's going to be fine. Don't change a thing. And then we're opening up these other options. Hey, let's go change everything (laughs) that got us here in the first place. So it's just a different mindset. And and I'm not dogmatic about one path or the other. I have 
lots of loved ones in my life who don't want to make the behavior changes. And that's totally fine. I have no judgment on you at all. And they want the pharmaceutical answer, rock on. But then there's the other side of the spectrum, which are the people who genuinely do want to figure out the root cause, make the behavioral changes, do the hard work. And we need to have options for those types of individuals. And what I love about the heads up solution is that for those of us that are intellectually curious enough to try to ferret out those things about our own health, right? Because mm-hmm. everyone's created differently. And anybody- It's hard too. It's, it it, it, losing weight is a freaking algorithm, man, to figure out sometimes for people. 100% is. And, and losing weight, lowering blood pressure, diabetes, like and anything just from trying to build muscle. Like yeah. it, it is, and it's not everybody does it the same way. And yep. these one size fits all solutions aren't answers either. And we see these waves that come over. Oh, CBD, it fixes everything. It's like, no, it doesn't. Like everybody has a very different endocannabinoid system. So even the use of CBD is impacted differently on everybody. So the reality is, is what I love about a solution like Heads Up as an example is when you're dealing with your own health, there's so many levers that can be pulled in tandem. That's the most exciting part is even just finding the levers. Every time you think you found them all, it's like, oh, there's this other lever over here. Whoa, okay, that's going to get me another 5%. And just you keep stacking them. But sometimes you pull one lever and it counteracts another. Yeah. And those are the types of things that I think that people don't realize. And when we start looking at data in very myopic ways, and I'm only watching Aura Ring for my sleep, and I only check that X number of times a week, and I'm I'm only watching my bio strap to look at my HRV, and I'm looking at that in a bubble. And what Heads Up has allowed us to do is to put all those things on one dashboard. Yep. I don't have to do 17 logins while my intellectual curiosity runs wild about my health. I actually watch those levers move. And I can watch how, how one behavioral change has improved one score, but it's decreased another. And maybe I got a result I wanted, but I but I counteracted another one. And, yeah. and those are the types of things that I'm always curious about with people is it's not a binary one-to-one solution when you start manipulating your health. And that's, it's an unusual thing. I mean, for instance, when we just, we're in the process right now with Zona, we're in the process right now on daily with the FDA and doing things because we are getting our FDA approval so that we can just start talking real talk and not having to, you know, use innuendo to talk about what we do like people in the natural health often do. Yeah. And in that process, like I have no concerns that it's a positive track, but at the same time, you got to go through the red tape. Got to kiss the ring. <laughs> Absolutely. And then we'll do it. But the benefit of it is like we're watching biometrics that are we're me- we're measuring a bunch of bizarre things that even our researchers were like why are you measuring cholesterol and i'm like because i'm curious i want to know if an impact on endothelial function and endothelial flexibility actually leads to a cholesterol reduction well and then it wouldn't be surprising because it's all cardiometabolic related so there's probably all kinds of downstream benefits once you start changing the blood pressure and increasing that cellular sensitivity. I'd run every cardiovascular lab test I could think of when I'm doing this. We found everything from cholesterol reductions to decreases in CK levels, which is creatine kinase. Um, Thing is, is creatine kinase only exists in the body if a person has actually had some kind of cardiovascular event, right? So some myocardial, you know, infarction or... So that would be a test when you go in for like a heart attack or like we're going to 
run this test. And if they find that, that's kind of like... That's how they indicate that you actually had a heart attack, correct? Gotcha. But when we're measuring things, we're actually noting decreased levels. So a person who did ends up having less than they did before. And we're like, well, that's really interesting. Is it flushing the system? And as you and I said, is it reverse aging? Like, are you actually doing things that are biohacking your body's ability to heal itself? And I'm always fascinated by it because I sit and think like the body was so incredibly designed that it will find a way to heal itself. It just needs to be given the right environments and the right stimulus to do it. And the whole goal of biohacking, when people ask me, what is biohacking? I'm like, well, it's net effect providing the stimulus and providing the environment for your body to do what it knows how to do. Like well, body, just to add to body. that, I think like illness is actually a blessing. You know what I mean? And that's counterintuitive. But in my opinion, it's like when you get sick and you get an illness, it's because there is an aspect of your overall physical, mental, spiritual state of well-being that has been overlooked and neglected to the point where your body no longer has a choice but to just bop you over the head with it. And then in that process of fixing it all, you realize, oh, shit, I've been totally neglecting all of this stuff. And it becomes a great gift. And on the other side of that are all of the things that you've had to improve and the awareness you've had to develop. So I'm in agreement with you on that, Mark. I want to shift gears here, brother. I want to talk about Zona connected to Heads Up. And this is the most exciting part because you've got the device that is putting you through the grip strength protocols. You know, you have this amazing device. You can be sitting at your desk on a Zoom call getting these incredible cardiovascular benefits. So just even for the people who don't have blood pressure issues or cardiovascular issues, just for me, like if I can be sitting there on a Zoom call and be doing something that is a benefit to me, I'm in. So there's all these great things. But then the next logical question is, okay, I'm doing the protocols. I want to track the rest of my physiology. So now what you can do is you can connect your Zona account to Heads Up. We will sync your session data. We'll sync your left and right grip scores. We'll put that data on your dashboard. So now on the Heads Up dashboard, you have the biofeedback coming in from the Zona device. And now you can start to cross-reference that with everything. You can cross-reference it with heart rate variability nocturnally from the aura rate. You can cross or from any device that measures nocturnal HRV. Mark talked about vagal tone. You can cross-reference it with blood pressure. You can cross-reference it with all of your lipid panel results in Heads Up. So, like, that's what I'm most excited about is Heads Up and Zone of Partnership. The integration for everyone listening is now done. It's working. It's in production. So you can get this going in your personal dashboard or if you're a practitioner on the line who is working with individuals where this technology could be beneficial, everything Mark described, that can now feed into the client's dashboard and feedback to you as part of your protocols. So I'm really excited about where all this can go, Mark. First of all, just for our existing mutual customers who want to use it. There may also be some opportunities, Mark, where we could do some uh, research together. We're working with a lot of companies in the space where they come to us and they say, I want to give Zona to X people, 20, 40, 50 people. I want to give them the heads up dashboard. I want to give them a protocol to run. Okay. We also want to send them a set of blood tests, a Withings blood pressure cuff. And there's other types of experimentation that we can do now that we've got you kind of in the family here as connected. 
So I'm just excited to have you guys plugged into the platform. I know we're just starting to make noise on all of this stuff, but it's very exciting to be able to see the Zona data as an intervention and then just making it super simple for people to track the other metrics. And, and you can go onto the reports page, graph your Zona sessions and graph your blood pressure or your heart rate variability and look at the results for the two months that you've used Zona to the two months before. Like that type of analysis is so easy to do. And then the results just kind of jump right off the page or not. And then that means you got some other work to do. But the devices are integrated and uh, we're just really excited to get this partnership into high gear. Yeah, and I, uh, thanks for all that, Dave. And I agree with you. We actually have a platform of our own where data is stored from the device and you can upload that into our dashboard. And what's great about it is that the integration with Heads Up, all of that data just moves right into your dashboard seamlessly. And yeah. that's the benefit of that partnership. I mentioned this to your practitioners that are listening who use this as well. I mean, two things I want to highlight. The first thing is for the average person who just wants to do something to track these things and, and has this issue or, or wants to you know, use a device like Zona. Zona to me is one of the most affordable biohacking tools that I have literally ever seen on the market. And it makes me laugh sometimes that people say, but it's so expensive. I'm like, it's a few hundred bucks. Like, are you joking? Yeah, like, there's no subscription. Talking. You know, like a lot of these wearables now are charging you 10, 20, 30 bucks a month plus the hardware. Seriously, our our device is is you're looking at a few hundred bucks. You're not looking at anything too expensive. It's not $20,000 for a cold plunge tub or something. You're literally talking about something that you can do at the office. And it's just the easiest darn thing to do. It's such a great point of entry for the novice biohacker, for the person who doesn't know. Or by the way, I would say it's a great way to gift somebody into our field. And say, look, I don't need you to go do cryotherapy with me, but this is a way that you can actually start doing better. And I find myself gifting it regularly to, you know, grandparents, to aunts and uncles. And I'm like, just do this, like humor me. Like this is not a $15,000 gift. I mean, this is something that can be affordable for people. But I say this to your practitioners and that is, you know, Zona is something that we recommend People use the device five times per week. Truthfully, clinical studies are based on three times per week. So we recommend five so the people actually get three in. So five um, times a week, just to clarify for people, five times a week, and you're doing four two-minute rounds per hand? Right, with a break time. So it's just under 12 well, 20 minutes. 20 minutes, roughly. Uh, just under 12. Okay. Just under 12. Two-minute sessions, twice per hand. So that's eight minutes of therapy. Oh, I gosh. I thought it was four times per hand. Twice per hand. So 12 minutes total. Right, left, right, left with a minute break. And can you do it more often if you want to? Like You can. Again, it would kind of be like you can't run on the treadmill too much. So sure, you can do it more often if you want. But the benefit starts to have a diminishing return. Gotcha. Um, So... But using the device, it's easy enough to do. And I mean, it's something people can carry with them. I travel with mine in my briefcase every time I go out of town because it's no big deal. Um, It just charges right in the wall. like, And you can get like a week or two out of one battery. Like it's not a big deal. This is an easy thing for people to do. For practitioners, I would tell you like, if you're not trying to get a patient to use something like this before we jump to pharmaceuticals, like it just seems such a fast cry. And I understand the healthcare system, you know, requires standard of care is to put people on an antihypertensive so fast. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. But how about if you put them on the antihypertensive, but then you also give them this because you'll find out that they probably don't need the antihypertensive in time, you know? And of course, 
You're the, well, that, that's a whole nother battle right there. That's why you and I are both entering the market through the integrative medicine side of the house where they can, yes. they can use protocols that are, are not bound in blood to like standard, standard of care. But the thing is, is to those practitioners, though, I would also say, you know, if it's a, and I say this, integrated healthcare practitioners are always trying to find out how they can make a few extra bucks because they don't get the insurance reimbursements that others do. Like they're always trying to find other ways. And we do have a very robust affiliate program. I would tell people to reach out to us, become affiliates, you know, get your patients to buy it and we will give you the marketing money that we would spend to normally sell something. We'll just give you the marketing budget. Yep. Um, and, and that's our intention. We'll give your patient a discount on the purchase and then we'll give you the rest of the marketing budget because we do want to get it out there. We do want people to talk about it. And it's it's not about the money, Dave. You know that. It's, you know, people who get into functional medicine and that integrated health. Well, we were making all the money we needed in our corporate jobs. And now we, you know, right. threw that away and jumped off a cliff with no parachute. So I get right. that part. And the truth of the matter is, is I, I mean, my mission is... You know, I, I, people ask, like, you know, what drives you? And I'm like, what drives me is because I see the world living beneath potential. Mm-hmm. And every time I see an individual, I feel like I see more out of that individual's potential than they do. And I'm like, but you could be doing more, but you could be better at this. You could be healthier. You could be thinner. You could be happier. You could be more fulfilled. You could be, you know, richer, whatever it is. Like, and I'm not saying everybody needs to be all of those things. I'm just saying to me, I'm like, whatever it is that would make you better. What would you like? And let's talk about how we can get you there. And when it comes to health, particularly cardiovascular, that's why I get up every morning to do this. Me too, brother. I love the integration potential between our two companies because I think our system's going to have tons of other data points people may find connections with that are probably on your radar screen, but the yeah. data points just haven't been there. So in closing here, Mark, give us information on where to get Zona. You mentioned the affiliate program. For consumers, how do we get started? I've already said you can get this device connected to Heads Up. We'll have a lot more coming between our two companies, but just how do people get started? If they've heard this, they're curious, they want to get rolling, like what's the best way to do it? You can visit us online. We're just Zona.com, Z-O-N-A.com. Easy enough to find. There's phone numbers on there, SMS numbers on there, emails, whatever you want to do. Reach out to us however you're most comfortable doing to your practitioners, to your listeners, I'll even tell you, you can reach out to me directly. I'm just mark at zona.com. That's my inbox. I'll put my own email address out there to heads up people and tell you, reach out to me. I'll talk to you personally if that's what it takes to help get you set up. Well, what I'd love to do, Mark, is over the next couple of months is like find one or two of our um, practices at least that want to get going and get this rolled out and let's get a couple wins under our belt in the clinical space. And if you're listening to this and you want to try it as an individual and get it to connect it to heads up and you see some benefit, we'd love if you um, reached out to Mark or I. So um, just uh, wrapping it up here, Mark, a uh, question for you, brother, in closing, your top three health metrics that you check most regularly. I realize that's a moving target. But at this moment in time, you know, when you wake up in the morning, what are the three you're most interested in? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to start and say deep sleep. Yep. Deep sleep is a problem for me. I I can REM sleep all night long. My deep sleep some nights is like three minutes. And you're tracking that on the Aura Ring? Aura Ring is what I'm using to track that. Copy that. my, My deep sleep is always a problem. So that is probably my number one. My number two is HRV. Mm-hmm. Uh, my HRV is typically very low. Mm-hmm. 
but it's consistent. Mm-hmm. So as an athlete, I'm always going out and trying to find ways to increase my HRV for recovery time. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell people HRV to me is kind of like the, they say that, you know, the farther you can run or the faster you can run is not an indication of your health. It's how fast your breathing restores after you do so. Like, it's not how fast you can sprint. It's how fast you recover from it is actually a better indication of health. And for me, HRV is a huge metric for that reason. Like, I want... Agreed. Um, and the third thing is a former fat kid, Dave, I got to be honest with you, it's just weight. Mm-hmm. And I think I think everybody can relate to that in some shape or form. Like, I just... I'm, I'm right there with you, homie. Watch that number. Yeah. Right on. That's a good list. Maybe it's well, just vanity. Um, yeah, you know, these are the numbers. I, I would agree with you. HRV is right up there for number one. My deep's pretty good. And then body composition is also right up there. And body composition, if if you've ever struggled with weight, I have. It's a whole complex algorithm to figure that shit out. And then once you get figured out, it changes as you age. You've got to go figure out a new algorithm. Anyhow, we could go for hours on that one. Mark, welcome to the Heads Up family. The Zona device is awesome. And hopefully, if you're listening to this, you go out and try it and get it connected to Heads Up. And don't take Mark and I's word for it. Go test it yourself. That's why we did the integration to give you the individual, the tools to measure this yourself, learn for yourself, engineer and optimize your own health. So more to come between Heads Up and Zona. But we wanted to get this introduced now. And thank you, Mark, for your time here. I think there's more to come between Heads Up and Zona. Appreciate it, Dave. It's been a blessing having you here. And uh, anybody who's interested, you got my contact info. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening to Data Driven Health Radio. 